and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. Let's get planning for the year ahead. Now, in last week's episode, we talked about uh, the year just gone and you did a bit of a review and we looked at how you can get set to make this year incredible. Now, in doing that, and if you haven't already done so, I'd love you to go back and just check out that show uh, because there was a lot of preparatory work in there where you did some analysis about a whole range of things in your business and also if you took the life approach in your life as well. Um, and you looked at things like, you know, your financials, you looked at your products and services in your business, you looked at things like the messages that you want to get out there, you looked at how you want to feel in your business. And so there's a whole lot of pre-work that is a foundation for this show. So please head back and check that one out if you haven't already done it and completed the worksheet that's in the resources section, mindsetcoachacademy.com slash resources. Because today we're going to be moving on and again, it's another practical day where you're going to be writing down um, your insights, your thoughts as we go through, as we really do create a plan for the year. Now, planning is something that I know a lot of you will think, yeah, it's absolutely essential uh, that I that I plan so that I achieve things, I get things done. Others of you will think that it's a concept, like conceptually, you know that planning's a good idea in your business or even in your life, um, but you actually don't ever get around to putting pen to paper. Now, this is your invitation to actually do that today or in the coming days to take time to have a cup of tea, have a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and sit down and do the work, just that thought work that's required to really start to think about what it is that you want to achieve and how you're going to actually going to make those things a reality. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm someone who absolutely loves planners. I have wall planners. I have diary planners. And some years... I use them and fill them up and other years they sit blank. And you know what? There's a direct correlation between the years when I actually take the time to write down my plan, to review things consistently, to look at the revenue coming into my business, to review my products and services, my social media insights. There's a direct correlation between the years when I undertake those activities and the success I achieve and the years when I don't. And so for you, it's an opportunity to follow along here and actually do the work, you know, do that thought work with me as your guide as to what you want to achieve in the year to come. Now, in the last week's show, we actually talked about setting out that vision for the year in terms of a reflection back on writing a letter to your future self so that you're reading it at the end of the year about all the things that you've achieved, both in your business and in your personal life. And so today, what we want to do 
And in that letter, really, we talked about it as being a concept of the 12 months, right? A year is 12 months, 1st of January to the 31st of December. What we want to do now is we want to break that down into the 90-day planning framework or the 12-week year framework, which is something that I really love to use. I use it with my students, with my clients, and I teach it as a methodology, which is something that really helps to accelerate levels of engagement and productivity and motivation. Look, I spent years in the corporate world. Um, I was the global head of HR, and I know very much that motivation levels were really high in January. You know, we went through goal-setting processes. Everyone was highly enthused about the prospect of a year to come, of a new year. And then what happens, of course, is, and you'll see this in the gyms as well, of course, is that, you know, everyone starts out the year with lots of enthusiasm enthusiasm and then gradually that enthusiasm wanes. You know, by February, all those people who bought their gym membership, maybe some of them are waning and the regulars breathe a sigh of relief because they've got their gym back. You know, all those really keen people who signed up for, from a New Year's resolution have sort of fallen to the wayside or the majority of them have anyway. And so there is that real lull and maybe people will resurge again just before summer, you know, when they're thinking about getting bikini ready or whatever it may be. Um, and it's interesting because there's a correlation in terms of that behaviour between the way that we experience periods of the year and we think about a sense of urgency and the amount of things that we get done. So we know in organisations, for example, there's, there's peak periods at the start of a year, whether that's January or the start of the financial year, depending on what business you're in, um, and there's an enthusiasm there. And then that kind of dulls and wanes and then it re-accelerates towards the last quarter or the last third of the year when people recognise, oh, my gosh, I'm not quite achieving my goals. I need to put the pedal to the metal and really get going in terms of finishing those projects, reaching those sales targets, reaching the financial um, targets that I had or whatever the targets may be in business. And so what happens, of course, is we have these great swathes of wasted time. We have wasted time and energy. Now, when you think about it, if you are a business owner, um, then, you know, this applies to you as well because what often happens is, and I know that for some people, having a deadline is something that is motivating and there are people who will wait to the very last minute and that's their strategy for getting things done because the pressure of a deadline, knowing that something has to be in on a certain date, you have to be ready for a certain thing by a certain time frame, means that you're going to be motivated to actually do it. There are other people who, when they're at school or university, they got an assignment, they started the assignment that very first day. Now, these are very different behavioural preferences and very different strategies, of course. And what we want to do and what the 12-week year or the 90-day planning process does is it creates a container of time where there are shorter periods of time, shorter deadlines, so that every three months or every 12 weeks is a year, every um, week is a month and every day becomes a week. And it's really, really powerful when you think about, you know, getting that energy up and that motivation to accelerate the achievement of goals. And so I want you to start thinking about the sprints in terms of 90 days. Now, 90 days is a great period of time. It's three months and it's enough time for you to really focus on one or two key projects in your business because what we want to do in that period is we want to start it 
and we want to finish it and we want to focus as well. You know, how often in your business are your activities, your thoughts diluted because you have so many things on your to-do list? You've got lots of things on the go. And then what happens is that you dilute and divert your attention, your energy and your productivity And we know that it takes time to get back into something once our attention has been diverted. However, if we do say to ourselves, right, for this period of time, I am going to focus solely on these one or two things and every action that I do is going to help me to achieve these one or two goals, then you're really concentrating your effort. And for those of you who like to start things and not finish them, This is a great technique as well because it means that you are going to be more time constrained to meet those goals, to achieve them, to really get things done in a much more concentrated period of time and then you can tick them off your to-do list. You know they're actually done. How many of you start the year thinking, I want to do this project, this project and this project and by the end of the year and you did the year in review Uh, last week, you know, by the end of the year, you're thinking, actually, I didn't get as much done as I thought I would or as I'd hoped to. And so using this framework is really going to help you to actually accelerate that, accelerate your productivity and accelerate the level of achievement and success that you have in your business. And you can apply it to your life so that you can look back at the end of the year and say, yes, I achieved what I set out to achieve and maybe even a little bit more. Now, it all starts with the decision-making process. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to, the first step is to, before we even make the decision about what our top priorities are, is that I want you to go through with me each of the different five key areas um, of your business, and we're going to go through them one by one, and I want you to write the goals that you have for those areas, and then using that as the basis for decision-making, you're going to pick one area that's the key area and a secondary area, depending on how much work achieving the goal in that key area is going to be for you. So let's get started. And we're going to start with your financial goals. Now, what we did with the year in review, of course, was we looked at the revenue that you generated, the income, how much you paid yourself. And I just want you now to reflect on how much revenue, how much income do you want to generate into your business this year? How much, how much, many sales do you want to make and how much do you want to pay yourself? I want you to think about, you know, are there any big expenses that you need to make in the coming 12 months in your business? Um, What really have you got in mind when it comes to the income level, the revenue, the sales that you've got? And I want you to break those things down. I want you to really focus on that. Perhaps you've got a goal. Perhaps at the moment you're at a certain number per month. Maybe you're at 5K or 10K a month um, and you want to get to 20K a month. I want you to, whatever those goals are, I really want you to write them down and explore them. And under that, then, I want you to think about um, how are you going to achieve them? What are your plans? What do you think that you can be doing in order to achieve those financial goals? And we'll get on in more granularity shortly to the products and services mix. But for now, I just want you to think about those financial goals that you have for yourself. I also want you to think about whether there is, as I said, any big expenditure. I want you to just review as well whether there's anything you need to get rid of that you're not using. So many of us sign up for subscriptions. We pay for things that we no longer need. I want you to go back through the last three months of your business bank statements. Have a look and see if there's anything there that you are no longer utilising and make the decision to get rid of them. 
stop those stop those subscriptions um, and just really tidy up all of that financial area. So the first one is your financial goals. And again, there's a worksheet, uh, mindsetcoachacademy.com slash resources, uh, where you'll have the opportunity to download and then fill in all of these things. Now, the next thing I want you to think about is the, your marketing and visibility. Now, in the review, you looked at things like your social media insights. You looked at things like, you know, how much you're blogging, how much are you podcasting? Are you guest podcasting? Have you got a YouTube channel? So I want you really to think about what are your goals in relation to marketing your business and being visible? Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you, so thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Take some time to think about what are the opportunities that exist for you to really get out there and attract and engage with your ideal clients. What opportunities exist for you to become more well-known in the marketplace? What are the opportunities? What goals do you have for getting out there and being someone who is synonymous with the field in which you work? And I want you to really think about all of the things that that you can be that you can be doing. What is your goal in that area? Now, when we break this down, we can look at things like, you know, if you wanted to build your list, for example, you wanted to build your email list was one of the goals that you had under marketing and visibility, then what you also may need to do in terms of subtasks for that goal is to create an opt-in or a lead magnet. Now, that is one of the ways that people first discover you. They sign up for a free thing. We've all done it, whether it's a webinar or a challenge or a downloadable checklist. I want you to think about how do people come into contact with you? You know, maybe you need to design an opt-in. Maybe you also need to start blogging. Maybe one of the things that you're going to do as part of this is to commit to blogging every week, once a week, or doing one episode on IGTV or in YouTube once a week. Think about all the different things that you can be doing to get visible because when we have an overarching goal around marketing and visibility, we need to support that necessarily, don't we, with tasks. We need to support it with actions that we're going to take. And so within those actions as well, there are other actions and tasks that we need to complete. Like, for example, if we decided that our that what we were going to do was to write 12 blog posts in the next 90 days or so weekly blog posts for the next three months, we would need to research the blog post titles. We would need to then write, draft the content, write the content, provide any content upgrades or downloads that people, we might want to embed so that people can actually access and read it. We want to create a publication schedule. So there are things within that that we actually need to do and focus on that expands out like a concertina that overarching goal of becoming more visible uh, online or in marketing our business. Now, of course, I've just talked about blogging as one way to do that, but there are lots of different things that you can do. So going live, as I said, YouTube, you can do a whole range of things, um, but whatever it is, it all wraps up into that overarching goal and you'll probably do more than one activity. And so your focus becomes that area. Now, the next one, so we've done finances, we've done marketing and visibility, and the next one is your product and services mix. So I want you to think about the products and services that you've been offering. 
And in our last activity, what we did was we actually looked at what's selling, what's not selling. We looked at what you enjoy delivering and what you don't enjoy delivering and maybe where there's a potential for you to outsource some of those products and services. Maybe this year you want to create something new. Maybe you've got a vision or an idea for a new product or service that you know your clients are going to buy that they're going to snap up as soon as it's released into the marketplace. And so this is your opportunity to identify that product or service and to focus for 90 days on developing it, launching it, you know, marketing it and launching it and selling it out there in the marketplace. So I want you to think about that. Think about any of the products that you might want to retire. Perhaps you want to amalgamate two offers that you have into a bigger offer. For example, you might have a mini course and a coaching program and you think, actually, I could put those two together and create something entirely new. So when you're thinking about this area, I want you to think about what does, what does my ideal client want? How can I deliver the outcome? Is there a different way? If you're a coach in a specific area, how are you delivering the outcome at the moment with your clients? In what container of time? And how can you perhaps rejig that, rework that based on feedback, based on client experience, um, based on your own availability? How can you maybe change that up a little bit? Maybe it can become an intensive. Maybe it becomes a program. Maybe it's something else entirely. But I want you to start to think about your goals in this area for your business and for yourself. Now, the next one is your systems and technology. So what goals do you have in relation to your systems and tech? Now, maybe, for example, you need to create a new website. That's something that you want to do in the next 90 days. You want to focus on your website. Maybe you want to focus on SEO in your website, search engine optimization. Maybe you want to create funnels from a tech perspective. Maybe there are systems, your, your CRM system, your email system. Maybe there are things that you want to really enhance in your business. Maybe there's an onboarding technique that you want to really get nailed. Um, perhaps you've got a team that you want to you know, have your systems recorded so that you've got a framework so that everyone in your business knows exactly what happens when. Those are the sort of things that I want you to think about, including in your systems and technology area for your business and for your goals. And at this stage, what we're talking about is what is the goal under this area? What, what are the things that I want to achieve in the whole year, like 12 months? What are the things that I want to get done? Because next we're going to start to prioritize them. But the final category and the fifth category is people and self-leadership. Now, I want you to think about this. If you have a team, then this is thinking about, you know, who do I need on my team? Is the team working effectively? Maybe you're recognizing that you do need to start outsourcing. Perhaps you need to hire an, a VA or an online business manager or some tech support. I want you to start to think about what are your goals in this area over the next 12 months and also your self-leadership. What are you not doing? What were you not doing last year that you know that you need to do? Maybe you need to tighten up those boundaries. Maybe you're too accessible in your business. Maybe you're responding all the time um, when you're not and not managing your time effectively. Perhaps you're not giving yourself enough rest in your business. What do you need to do? What goals do you have personally for yourself? Maybe you want to have a CEO day every Friday or have every Wednesday off. Whatever it is, I want you to write your goals for people. So this is people as in your team and also for you, self-leadership in terms of your balance, your own self-care and your own energy regulation and monitoring. 
So when you've written down all of the goals that you have under those areas, so your financial goals, your marketing and visibility goals, your product and service goals, your systems and technology goals, your people and self-leadership goals, then what I want you to do is to go through that list and identify what are the main goals you want to focus on first. What are the things that you want to do first? Then what I want you to do is to think about are there within that any projects? So when I think of projects, I think of things like creating a website's a project. A launch is a project, okay, or creating a new course is a project. So you want to identify the projects that sit within that as well. Now, sometimes a project will take more than a 90-day period. So, for example, you may um, have something, have a launch coming up perhaps in March and you will start the process in this first 90 days but then that will carry over into the next 90-day period. So I want you to really get like a visual clarity, visual clarity about where things are going to sit and where those projects are in your business. The next thing I want you to do is to think about what is your overarching theme for the next 90 days because you are just going to choose one main one and potentially a second subcategory. And I want you to think about what your overarching theme is. So theme examples are things like visibility. So if your theme was visibility, in all likelihood, you're going to choose goals that sit within the marketing and visibility area. You want to get out there. You want to be known and synonymous with doing what it is that you do and working with the clients that you work with. So under that, there'll be a lot of projects and a lot of tasks and activities that are going to help you to drive achieving that level of visibility under that goal area. Or it might be productivity. And maybe then it's something about your systems and your people, your team and your system goals. And so Think about the overarching theme. Maybe it's abundance. Maybe your theme is abundance. So you'll be looking at your financial goals and you'll be looking at um, how you can save money and make money in your business. So you might be looking as a sub-goal of that at what services and products that you can be delivering. Everything fits really beautifully into all of these different categories and it's your job to decide what is the most important priority. So I want you to look down then across all of those lists and prioritise and this is the time when you're making a choice. Now in making a choice, you're not saying you're not going to do the other things. What you're saying is that your time and attention will be on this one thing for the next 90 days and sure, there'll be other things that sit within that as well but these are the main things. These are the big rocks that you want to focus on. These are the big things that you're going to pay your time and attention to so that you know that they get done and you know that they get completed. Now, it's really important then once you've decided what those priorities are that you create a plan to make it happen. And actually, you can use a system like time blocking, work out you know what your regular day is, where your client commitments are, so you can block out on a planner when you're regular. So I block out, for example, my regular mindset coach certification training calls. I block out. I block out my regular coaching calls and my alumni calls. And then around that, I have the other time blocks in my diary of when I'm doing other things in my business. And I want you to think about that around your current lifestyle. I want you to block time out so that you've also got time for you, that you've got some self-care time in there 
even that is if that's half an hour every day with a cup of tea, whatever it might be, I want you to make sure that you're blocking in that as well. The other important thing to do, of course, is when you've decided on your one key thing that you, you know, create the plan for to make those tasks happen, but you also, in doing that, make sure that you are doing the activities that are going to make that real difference, that are really going to contribute to making it happen so that you know that you can tick them off, that it makes sense. Now, we are going to be talking more about this in next week's episode of all the different elements that you need to have, all the ducks you need to have in a row so that you can actually plan, be really productive and concentrate and focus and get things done. And one of the key things in that, of course, is recognising where your peak energy time is and where your lulls are. Like I know for myself, I'm very much a morning person. I get up early, I do the school run and then I come back and the first three hours of my day are always the most productive. And so I schedule my thought tasks into those into those blocks mainly because I know I'm more on fire, I'm more energized, I'm more productive. And then I have the typical after school slump, right? You know, it reminds me of my school days where we come home tired from school, we'd have a snack and the energy levels would dip for a while. And it's up to you to kind of work out where your energy levels are so that you're managing and doing those tasks that require the most thought during those periods when you're most alert, when you're most invigorated and you're most motivated because then, of course, they go more easily and effortlessly. Now, as with last week's show, I've talked through quite a lot here and I want you to go and do your reflection. I want you to go and do your work using the worksheet to actually look through each of those areas to set your big goals, your big chunks, your big rocks for each of those areas. And then we're going to next week start to break that down and get more granular about all the steps that you're going to take to make those things happen, to make them a reality in your business. So that when you do write, when you do come to open that letter at the end of the year where you've written to your future self, you can celebrate all the things that you have achieved. I'm really looking forward to seeing what unfolds for you and I'd love to hear from you as to what key theme you've decided on for this year. Bye for now. That wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on your favorite podcast app, Leave us a review if you've loved it, share it with your friends, and I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything. Mindset is everything.